what is my flair, right? Like what what is the strength that I bring, my differentiator that I can bring to this meeting? Even if I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna lead it or maybe I didn't call the meeting, but what can I, what strengths do I have that I can personally bring? Welcome to The Confident Podcast with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. Welcome, welcome everyone. Hey Liv. Hey mom. Uh, I'm actually so excited to see you on right now, but even more so to see you in person in just over a week. You're coming over. Yeah. <laughs> sophomore year is almost over. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird and wacky. Makes my heart happy. Um, so yeah, we've got a you know an important conversation today about managing anxiety. And I think it's so well timed with May being mental health awareness month. Um, and I know for me, Liv, like I initiated this topic um, because I suffer from anxiety, mostly social anxiety, but I think a lot of people do. And I want to make sure that we're out there um, talking about it and helping people with tips and resources. Yeah. I think that people as, as young as little kids, all the way through the oldest people suffer, face anxiety. And I think that the more we talk about it, the more normalized it is and the more okay everyone is with it and the better we get at coping with it yeah yeah so let's go let's get into the interview katie fisher is a managing director at diversa partners a strategic talent partner of choice for founders venture capital and private equity backed companies katie has built teams in healthcare defense tech insure tech crypto gaming cybersecurity climate and clean tech e-commerce and ed tech welcome to confident katie Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome, Katie. And that's a lot of tech in your bio. Yeah. Some, yeah. Of those, some of those insure tech and some of those I hadn't heard before. So bravo to you. Yes. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I've had an opportunity to work across tech, broadly speaking. I just do specialize a lot in um, leading senior engineering and product uh, as a function. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of exposure across both consumer and B2B. So it's been really interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we're so excited to talk with you today. And we always like to start out with the question, um, Katie, can you tell us something that Google doesn't know about you? Something or, Google or tech for that matter. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess, you know, I think if you were to look up my professional profile, you would see that I live in New York City, but you probably would not know that I grew up on a very, very small town, central Pennsylvania. Uh, I think we had like 1,200 people, you know, 1,200 person population um, in the town. And I graduated high school with, I think, 40 people in my class. It was very, very small. Um, and, you know, was kind of looking for um, something bigger. And quite honestly, you know, the opposite of my upbringing, though, uh, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't trade it for anything. I um, had a wonderful childhood growing up um, outdoors, but um, yeah, I made the leap. I went to Penn State. Uh, I was on campus with, I think, you know, 40,000 people. So it was certainly night and day. Um, loved the energy of it and uh, and landed in New York. And now I've been here for, for, uh, for 12 years. Hey, Katie, we have so much in common. I grew up in a small rural town in Michigan and went to Yay! Michigan State. So we're both yeah. Big Ten alumni and now both living out in the East Coast. So yes, yes. Love it. Wouldn't trade it. You know, some days I have two kids now. So 
on, you know, on occasion, I'll think uh, it would be nice to have a backyard because <laughs> we're in Manhattan so that we don't have, but um, yeah, I love the energy of the city. So I wouldn't trade it. That's awesome. Well, just diving right into it. Could you tell us a little about your career journey and how you landed at Diversa? Happily. Um, you know, I think, so I, yes, yeah, so I went to Penn State. I studied public relations and international studies and Spanish. Um, and, you know, I think I had this kind of like career, um, you know, vision for myself at the time studying PR. You know, I'd move to New York, I'd climb like the corporate, you know, PR ladder. And I just envisioned, envisioned myself in one of the big PR firms. I graduated school. I took, um, it was actually an unpaid internship at the time at a PR firm uh, in the city. And I think, you know, very quickly um, kind of felt that quite honestly, it was just like a cultural, you know, mismatch. There was, um, I didn't feel, I didn't feel energy. I didn't feel vibrancy. I didn't feel, um, uh, you know, uh, just like a culture that was really inspiring. And so, um, you know, I totally by coincidence had received a LinkedIn message from, um, she's now a current, current partner here at Diversa Partners, but with, uh, uh, an individual who I'd taken a PR class with just by chance at Penn State. And she sent me a cold outreach on LinkedIn and said, Hey, my company's hiring. Would you be interested in coming in for an interview? Um, you know, and I, and I thought to myself, I have no idea what executive recruiting is, but I'll, you know, I'll take the meeting and. Um, let's see where the conversation goes. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, and I've been here, you know, I, I joined Diversa. I got hired, um, fall of the year I graduated and I've been here ever since. I'll have my 12 year anniversary this fall. I think it's really, you know, I think if there's one key lesson that, you know, just reflecting on that experience that I would encourage everyone to just, you know, be cognizant of and, and, you know, and think about as you go through your life and your career, you just never know where, you know, an interaction with someone or, um, you know, a chance meeting with someone is going to lead to an opportunity that's going to change your life. And, you know, that obviously being the case with a PR project, you know, um, at, in, in college. So it all comes kind of full circle. You never know where that opportunity is going to present. So I think network is, um, there's a lot of value in it and um, you never know what, where you'll find it. So um, so yeah, and I think, um, you know, it's funny because I get the question a lot, like, wow, 12 years, you know, what's kept you? Um, it has always been, I think, the people and obviously the kind of contrast to that first job I had walking into Diversa, there's just so much energy and vibrancy and, um, you know, and 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 passion for the work that we all do here. Um, but it's it's it was also very much, you know, the job too, right? And just the nature of it and the exposure that we get to entrepreneurs and founders and um, operators at a very young age. Um, there's been, and I think over the course of my time, new challenges that have presented as well. And, um, you know, as I was kind of, I was thinking about this in prep for our conversation and, you know, at different stages of my career here, there have been new new ways to grow. Um, and I think regardless of, you know, I always had this, again, you know, this idea that I would be a PR professional. Um, and here I am an executive recruiter for tech companies. Um, but like, regardless of 
how you decide to build your career in, you know, in which sector you decide to build your career. I think as long as you feel that you're growing and that you have, you know, there's new challenges that you're, you're presented with, um, you know, I think that that's, that's the the type of, you know, place that you want to be and you want to build, you know, and, and spend your time. And so, you know, I think that just the nature of the job and the way it has changed over the last decade plus is really what's kept me. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I definitely agree and think that taking the leap of faith sometimes is, is, is the key to building your career as, as, as you've shown and you landed at Diversa, which is such an incredibly inclusive company. And in full disclosure, um, Diversa is a very valued partner of ours through our SheWorks program. Um, So it's, it's, it's an incredible company. It's so it's recognized as being a forward thinking and female led company. And in fact, the majority of the firm, as well as senior management, are women. And um, when I was doing my prep for this interview, I found the fact that with your appointment in 2021, Diversa now has the largest percentage of women in leadership roles and executive search, which is so cool. And I'd love just to hear your thoughts on what you think makes Diversa such an inclusive workplace where female leaders can thrive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's such a it's such a great question. I um I, you know, I, I feel very fortunate because I have seen I have seen um you know the way women are given a platform and an opportunity in our company. I think that really has come from the top down. Um, you know, our CEO, one of his founding pillars and you know was and still is today is that like you know, he wants to build an organization and a company and a culture where there are no glass ceilings. And, um, you know, we're, we're very, we are just very pro women, you know, there's the, uh, diverse has always been an amazing champion, um, for women across the organization. I've, I've felt that, you know, personally over the course of my career as well. Um, it's never been about like, you know, it's never been about my gender, you know, to, um, uh, you know, as, as opportunity or, you know, to hold me back, it's always just been about like the merit of, um, my work. And so, you know, I've always just really valued that. Um, I think we have, you know, and as, you know, as young people think about their career and, you know, um, the types of companies that they want to work in, I would, I would encourage you to think about, um, you, you know, what does a company represent and what, what, you know, what are that, you know, what are their core values? And, here at Diversa, we have one of our core values is to pay it forward. Um, and, you know, I think our, our men and our, 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 our women in the firm all look, you know, to lift each other up and other women up. And I've always, you know, I've always felt very encouraged and, and lifted up by my mentors and my peers and you know, certainly my boss um, and our CEO and the entire leadership team. So I think, you know, regardless of where you land, you want to work with people who, help to lift you and empower you. Um, you know, it was such a, a strong example of this. I've been, you know, I think about just like life change too, and how good cultures that support women recognize that, you know, work and life have to coexist. And, you know, I've had life changes. I got married, I've had two children, um, and our leadership just does an incredible job of, um, helping to create and foster a place where women, really can do it all and have the flexibility to do that. I was promoted, I think, to managing my most recent promotion to managing director 
when I was 39 um, weeks pregnant with my second son. So if there's ever a testament to like, you know, um, we value you and like, you you know, you, um, you're such a meaningful part of our uh, organization. I think that's, you know, that's a powerful one because there are not a lot, you know, there are definitely some companies that um, wouldn't be so game to, you know, give a promotion at that stage in a woman's life. Yeah, I think that piece about the core values is so important because as a college student, I'm now, you know, entering into serious internships, I'm thinking about entering into the workforce. And that is something that I definitely find so important. I mean, especially in this day and age, finding places that align with your core values are so important. Yeah. So let's talk about another issue that really is on everyone's mind, um, anxiety especially amongst teen teen girls, there is a mental health crisis coming out of the pandemic with everything going on right now. And we know that women in leadership roles report higher levels of anxiety than their male counterparts. Can you talk about common anxiety triggers um, like gender bias, imposter syndrome, pressure to perform, um, and some effective strategies for managing anxiety, both in the moment and in the long term? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this is such such an important um, topic, especially for, you know, uh, young women and young, young, young women starting their careers and, and their professions. Um, And this is definitely, you know, I've, I've over the course of my career and life have tried, you know, struggled with anxiety of, you know, worked to manage, manage my anxiety. So I'm, I'm certainly by no means an expert on the topic, but I'm, you know, be more than happy to share um, just some of my experiences in the way um, I've I've worked to to really manage that, but um, you know, and I think you mentioned a few you had a few points there that can be um, anxiety triggers, and definitely early on in my career, um, imposter syndrome was a big one, uh, a very real one, and it you know, and it, it I think it, you know a lot of young women who are starting their careers um, work to deal with that. It's you know you're showing up to your job, you're showing up in important meetings. Um, you don't necessarily have, you know, you just don't have the years of experience under your belt where, um, and this was especially true within our career and our company. Um, when you're talking to executives with 30 and 40 years of experience, you know, how do you, how do you create that confidence, um, for yourself in the room? And I think there are a few things that were always particularly, valuable for me that I really leaned into, um, to ensure that I could show up, you know, um, you know, feeling that confidence and, uh, you know, kind of quieting the imposter syndrome, you know, that was in, you know, certainly loud in my ear, but, um, uh, you know, and a big one was, was just prep. I mean, it sounds, you know, very basic, but, um, if you don't, you know, if you're coming into a situation where you're self-conscious about, you know, how you're going to compare or, you know, the level of experience that you have in contrast to others. Um, I, I was always really able to tap into, um, a a higher place of confidence when I knew that I was like the most prepared person in the room. Right. So for me, it was, um, doing the prep, coming with the data, uh, knowing, you know, coming into a meeting, what industry does this client play in? Um, you know, what's their business model? Um, what do their customers look like? Um, you know, uh, knowing the candidate market, you know, top to bottom and just really coming in with that level of prep, knowing, knowing my stuff allowed, um, 
some of that natural confidence to really come through. So, um, so that was a big one for me. I think, you know, I would also, I would also encourage, especially young women to think about what naturally ignites that confidence. Um, and I think, you know, for me, um, there's, there's a, you know, people do, do business with other people because they're, you know, they have, they have like, there's something attractive about, you know, the confidence that that they show, but manufacturing that is a really difficult thing to do. And so, um, a really good tool for me was to try to identify like, what is my flair, right? Like what, what is, what is the, you know, what is the, um, the strength that I bring my differentiator that I can bring to this meeting, even if I'm not, you know, if I'm not going to lead it or, you know, it's, um, it's not, you know, maybe I didn't call the meeting, but what can I, what, what, um, strengths do I have that I can personally bring? Um, and I never, you know, I'm, I, I might've had some insecurities about maybe not being the smartest person in the room, but I always tried to lead, lean into, um, just like embracing my personality and finding, you know, opportunities for humor. And I think that, um, you know, that's an advantage that I have. And, and, you know, and, and so just like recognizing that and maybe doing some reflection, um, and introspection around, you know, um, what qualities can you really bring to the table? And, um, you know, you might, again, you might not have the same level of experience, but, um, lean into what you do have and, you know, and, and, and kill it with that. So, um, so that was a big one. And then, you know, I think, you know, uh, still to this day, I get nervous, right? Like we all, again, and it's part of growing, it's part of evolving. And I have big meetings and pitches where I have that. Um, what another tactic in this, you know, this is something that I've, uh, really started to tap into more recently is, is, uh, visualization. So, you know, prior to a big, um, meeting or a big pitch that I might have, I try to really just like kind of sit for a few minutes and imagine another time where I really felt that, you know, I crushed the meeting. Um, and I tap into how did I show up in that instance? And, you know, what, you know, what energy did I, did I, you know, give off in that meeting? And I kind of sit with that. Um, it can just be, you know, a minute or two before the meeting starts, but sit with that and really try to channel that energy before, you know, before going into that situation. I love that. I love that piece. Like when you said, what is my flair? I think that that really stuck with me. I, I think that I'm going to play that on repeat in my brain because I like that advice a lot. Yeah. Great. No, I love it too, Katie. And thanks, um, first of all, for sharing um, mm. that you suffer from anxiety. And I think you speaking firsthand experientially is so powerful. And I also suffer from anxiety, mostly social anxiety. Um, and I think if I think so many people do. And I think the more we talk about that and more, the more we normalize that and then focus on some of these practical tips that you just mentioned mm -hmm. um, to combat it. And I know for me, um, something that's really helpful is using kind of a positive self-talk to reframe mm -hmm. negative thoughts. Um, so for example, like last night, I moderated a big event on um, talking about the the situation in Afghanistan with women and girls and shining a light on the humanitarian crisis and gender apartheid there. And I walked into the room and it was like filled to over 200 people. And I'm like, whoa, wow. I'm like, here's wow. my anxiety kicking in. But then <laughs> right. I, I quickly reframed that and said, but look, 
I've, I'm so ready for this. I literally had done days of research. Um, and two, how awesome is it that there's such a great turnout that we can amplify this issue so much? So I really reframed it and walked up on that stage yeah. and you know, was able to, to manage that anxiety. Um, so I, I love it. I, thank you for sharing yeah. those tips. They're so helpful. Um, and my next question is, you know, sometimes though, if anxiety, if you're not managing it, it can lead to burnout. Um, so any other tips specifically for women leaders on building resilience and, and preventing burnout? Yeah, that's such a great question. I, um, you know, I'll offer this and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't mean it in kind of a, you know, superficial sense, but I really do believe in self-care and, um, you know, and again, not in like, oh, go get a manicure, go get a massage. I mean, those things are wonderful too, but, but, but real, real self-care around, um, you know, you know, and I think about, yeah, there's a lot of pressure from our careers, from our jobs and all the things that, you know, circle through our heads every single day. Um, so I try to come back to the things that for me are really foundational and, you know, that's health and, you know, taking care of, um, of myself and what I eat and how I exercise. It's definitely, you know, mental health. I see a therapist, um, every week that, you know, that's just a pillar for me that, you know, it's a, I, I will never, um, sacrifice on that. Um, it's other things too, you know, friendships and, um, you know, time with your, your, your girls and guys and time for fun and, um, and, you know, planning for travel, all the things that really satisfy your soul for other people. It might be journaling, uh, meditating, you know, so I think, there's a lot of intensity around us in our careers. And I know for me personally, if I'm not careful, I will fully lean into, and I had a, a great therapist refer to this as like just mas masculine energy, um, it, you know, because of the intensity of our careers and jobs, there's um, uh, a tendency to just like lean into that. And so I, I spend a lot of time practicing, um, you know, tapping into my femininity and my, you know, and my softness and, um, self-care, you know, is really a good space for me to do that. Um, and I, you know, I think we also just need to give ourselves a little grace, right? Like we're, we're, we're born into a society as women that expects, you know, unfortunately it's, kind of omnipresent, you know, around us from the minute we're born, but little girls to be perfect, so to speak. And, you know, we have these expectations around us. There's actually a really good book um, called Brave, Not Perfect um, by Reshma Sajani, who, you know, she writes about, there's this pressure, you know, the pressure to be perfect is ingrained in us. And how do you break from that? How do you live a life where, you know, there's not like this fear of failure. Um, that book really resonated with me. I think there's a lot of pressure for us to really perform, to do it all and to do it all really well. Um, and with a smile and there's just too much, you know, there's just too much for that, um, to be reality. So I think we need to reframe the idea of like, success and this narrative that like women have to do it all and do it well. Um, because I really don't think there is such thing we had, um, and I'll share this also because this really, really had an impact on me. We had a, um, guest speaker come to diverse. So her name is the Sunda, uh, Brown Duckett. She's the president and CEO of TIAA. Um, we we're very fortunate to have her as a guest speaker and 
you know, she talked about this idea of like work-life balance. Um, and she kind of like threw it out the window and she was like, you know, she really reframed the idea and, and, you know, from her point of view, she's obviously incredibly successful. She's a mother, she has a family. Um, she has all these layers of, you know, things circling around her as well. And her, her feeling was that, you know, we should look at our lives and careers really just as like deposits that you make in your life. And sometimes, you know, you'll have, maybe you have a few days or a few weeks where that swings heavily toward career and, you know, um, you're on, you know, you're on the brink of a promo or what do you have, a, you know, you're prepping for a big meeting, whatever the case may be, you make those deposits in your work. And other times, you know, you just, you need your cup to fill with your family and, you know, your friends and your children and, um, and so, you know, you take a couple of days and weeks and, you know, um, you lean into that and you're home with your kids, whatever the case may be. So I think that really, I've always struggled, um, with this idea of just being 100% my best self everywhere all at once. And it's just, it's simply not possible. So I think, um, I've, I've reframed that narrative and I've also thought about, you know, and committed to wherever I am in that moment, um, whatever deposit I'm making at that time, um, just really trying to be completely present. So when I'm in the office, you know, my team, my work, my clients, my candidates have 100% of me. And when I'm home with my kids, you know, those hours of eight to whatever, 830, you know, through bedtime, like they have my full attention phone is away. And I think that's, um, you know, that's just been uh, giving myself a little bit of grace from that 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 kind of that idea of women have to do everything and uh, be 100% wherever they are is has given me a lot of room to lean into you know what I'm in in the moment. I think everything you said there is just so incredibly important because you're right we're in this society that's so like go 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 and sometimes I mean I think most people often don't make time to you know practice self-care to really um, prioritize like their life and the work-life balance that we're actually disregarding also. So I think everything you just said was great advice. And I, I mean, I know that I'm definitely going to take it to heart as I, you know, enter into the workforce and continue to grow. So I really want to thank you for all of that. And I feel like we could sit here and I mean, I've gotten so many grains of wisdom from you. But um, I think we're going to move on to our, uh, we'd like to ask some fun questions for our audience to get to know you a bit better. Sure. Um, so I'll start with that, the first one. Um, what's one gender stereotype that you want to smash? This is one that I've felt deeply about as, you know, I've come up in my career, which is that... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny, the way I'm going to position this sounds like it's going to be in contrast to what I just described, but, um, you know, that, that working moms are not able to compete at the same levels as their male counterparts. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's such bullshit (laughs) because like, (laughs) you know, if there's anything that I know to be true, um, it's how efficient we are, you know, as working mothers, because you just know, you know, the pinch of time and you know, you know, um, the value of every minute. And so, um, you know, I just, I, I, I think there's, there's a lot of, there's, you know, women coming into the workforce in the last, you know, couple of decades in, in, in massive numbers. I, I still think there's, you know, society has to catch up 
to the reality of where we are, you know, today. And, um, and so just assumptions around the fact that, you know, working moms are distracted or, you know, they're not, they're not, um, they don't have quite the level of output as their male, as their male competition. I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think that's true at all. Okay, Katie, I, I love that one. I'm obsessed with that one. <laughs> I agree. I, I 100% agree. I find that for me personally, when I became a mother, it also brought like a BS meter with it. So like, yeah. whereas before I would have sat through the long meeting or engaged in the social small talk, you know, the after is like, I, BS, I do not have time for this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. And I, and, and I do think that I'm more productive, efficient, all of that um, laser focused. Um, yeah. So I love yeah. that. one. Um, next question. Who is inspiring you right now? Um, you know, I, um, I've had, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'll talk about her because I adore her both as my, um, my, my colleague and, uh, a friend and, you know, but, but truly, um, one of the best mentors I've ever had is Laura Kinder, mm. um, who is, was recently appointed to Diversa as the president of the firm. And as far, I, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I think she's the only, uh, female president across any of the big search firms, but, um, I've worked with Laura now for 12 years and I have watched her, I have watched her transition, you know, into motherhood. She was, she was the perfect example, you know, of that to me in my career. She's been um, an incredible advocate for me. She's been, she, you know, I just, I watch her as somebody who manages to, to, to carry it all, do it all, come into the office with, with nothing, but um, I think, some people are, um, they give off like incredible energy that helps to energize other people. And Laura is one of those, you know, she's one of those people. And so I think, you know, it seems, it seems silly. And, um, but you know, I, because I've worked with her for so long, but still to this day, and especially in the market that we're in, you know, with technology, um, uh, and, and venture in general, it's been, um, like there's just, you know, it's, it's a difficult market right now. And I have watched her rise to every challenge and, you know, um, and really, you know, and really fight through that. So she, she's just a, she's such a, a great friend and a great mentor and, um, she inspires me every day. And that's an incredible tribute to Laura. And we'll make sure that she listens to this podcast yeah. <laughs> um, I know Laura as well. And yeah, I just that she's such an incredible, positive, inclusive presence and just a light in this yeah. world. So I love that answer. It really is, yeah. And then last question, what are you obsessed with right now? You guys are going to think I'm really boring, but, you know, <laughs> it is after the day, de- you know, the 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 demanding, uh, you know, pressures of our job and our day. And then, you know, we have my time with my kids in the evening it's just a good TV show. It's just to come home. My husband and I will cook. Uh, really, he is is the the chef in our house, but we'll cook a delicious meal. Um, it's our our weekly night routine, and then some good TV. We're you know we're watching um, Succession right now, and there are a few other shows that we have, uh, you know, uh, lined up to go after. But yeah, we're just we're just TV heads. He's a big movie head, so perfect way for us to unwind at the end of the day. I love, that. I love succession. Yeah. Also obsessed. Um, just finished oh, good. in the six and also yeah. um, nice. both of those I highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
Well, Katie, this is amazing. Such a well, I mean, we covered a lot of bases with our conversation today. Um, I think you just provided just some really good career inspiration and then your tips on managing anxiety, um, I think are incredible and will help a lot of young women. So thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you. It was such a pleasure being here. Yeah. Such an honor. Thank you so much for including me.